welcome. I'm Pastor Vincent Grissom, and this is Applying God's Word, a teaching ministry from the Word of God. This is study number 96, titled, Getting Free from Bondage. What habits do you have? We all have things we do that we either don't want to or can't break. Many people today suffer from addictions to alcohol, drugs, pornography, gambling. You fill in the blank to things that may apply to you. Addictions are things to be taken seriously. Left unchecked and provisions made for them, they can do long-term damage to you and others. Today I'm going to be talking about something that goes beyond habits, beyond addiction, to something that should demand our attention, and that is possession. What if you lost total control over your words, your actions, or if something inside you forced you to do things you would never do and forced you away from all human contact? Well, that's what happens to a man that Jesus runs across in the first half of Mark chapter 5. Let's start with verse 1. They went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an evil spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with the chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day, among the tombs in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. Okay, so we see here so far that this man was possessed. Demons lived inside him, controlling his behavior and his speech. The demons gave this man superhuman strength, but no strength, whether human or demonic, can stand against the words of Jesus. Verse 6. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus? Son of the Most High God, swear to God that you won't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send him out of the area. We don't know how many demons inhabited this man, but it is obvious that it was a large number that lived in his body. These demons knew they had to go, but they wanted to control where, and they didn't want to go out of the area, referring to the abyss, before their appointed time. Verse 11. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, Send us among the pigs. Allow us to go into them. He gave them permission, and the evil spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. The pigs went crazy and all drowned. It shows Satan's real purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. Now, some people claim that Satan doesn't really exist. They even think it's cute or fun to fool around with things like Ouija boards and that power associated with magic and so on. Make no mistake, Satan is alive and well and has a terrible plan for your life. 
Paul tells us that he masquerades as an angel of light, but his intent is always to hurt you. Now this brings up our current issue. Do demons exist? Many people deny the existence of demons or Satan or hell for that matter. Many believe the devil is just a personification of our own dark side, but not a real literal being. Well, that is wrong, plain and simple. I believe that the Bible is God's word and should be taken at face value. In fact, the word demon in Greek is defined as a supernatural spirit of bad character. I think we should just take God at his word that these creatures exist. There is not salvation for them, and they do their master's bidding in trying to bring grief to humans, trying to keep people out of the kingdom of God. I think we make two mistakes when it comes to demons. We either de-emphasize them, pretend they don't exist, or we overemphasize them, seeing demons under every rock and in every person. Neither is correct. So what should we do? Jesus told us in Matthew 10, verse 16, to be as wise as serpents and innocent as doves. We need to be aware that these creatures exist, so if we encounter one, we will not be surprised, but lean on the Lord for help. Second, we need not focus on Satan or his beings, but focus on the Lord. Sometimes we think we can fool around with sin, and in our freedom in Christ, we think it will be just fine. Well, it's not just fine. Paul tells us in Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 and 8, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh, will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit, will reap eternal life. Okay, so watch how these people react to the wonderful miracle of freedom from demonic possession. Verse 14. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man, who had been possessed by the legion of demons, sitting there, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. So we read in verse 15 that the people were afraid. Why fear? They couldn't control this guy, Legion. And here comes Jesus that out of word cast the demons out. If he has that kind of power over major evil, what will he say to us? Instead of being afraid, they should have rejoiced, then come and repented to Jesus. Their fear of the Lord led them to reject him. What does your fear of the Lord lead you to do? Jesus never stays where he isn't wanted. So he starts to leave. Verse 18. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him but said, Go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people were amazed. From fear to amazement, the people who knew this guy 
feared the work of God, and some around you may fear what God is doing in your life. But as you tell your story of how the Lord has saved and changed you and rescued you, there are those who will be amazed at what the Lord can and has done. Some will be afraid and be uncomfortable around you. This man became a living witness. This man was rescued and wanted to go and just be with Jesus. I can hardly blame him, but the Lord sent him out to be a witness. So if your desire is to just sit and read the Bible and only go to Bible study, as good as those things are, we need to also go out and tell people what Jesus has done and be the light to shine in the darkness. What things hold you in bondage? Are you willing to bring yourself to the Savior and ask him to drive them out, whatever that might be? I'm not saying that being in bondage to something is being possessed, but sometimes it sure feels like it. Romans chapter 6 verses 18 and 19 tells us, But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Remember, Satan does not want you to experience freedom and will do anything to keep you in bondage, even making it look very, very tempting and alluring. But it is bondage nonetheless. Are you willing to give the Lord access to what may be inside you? Psalms 139 verses 23 and 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting.